Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on several different platforms, our main home network, The Fringe FM. That's fringe.fm and The Fringe FM application you can download for free to listen to The Secret Teachings and the entire network. We also welcome you listening in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. The free archive now available. It does have advertisements in it, but you can listen and download the show through the embed player on the website. Copy and paste the RSS feed into your application like Apple. You can add that RSS feed directly to get the updated shows or click on one of the links on the archive page, which will provide you with a direct link to Spotify, Apple, Google, etc., wherever the show is located. And that's all at thesecretteachings.info in the free archive. If you do want to get access to the ad-free version of the show, along with more episodes of the show going back further, some of our original stuff, plus our montage archive, there are over 100 montages in that archive, and we're continuing to make those every month. You'll get digital copies of each of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, and a free copy of one of those books with free shipping in the United States when you subscribe to the archive for one year. You can also subscribe weekly or monthly. You don't get the free book, but you get everything else, the montages of the digital books and the ad-free archive, which will also give you an RSS feed to that ad-free archive so you can plug that into your player and access the show that way. If you're having trouble finding the show, I'm mentioning this at the beginning of every broadcast now because some people are having trouble finding the updated show. If you can't find the updated show, like your subscription on Apple or wherever you like a podcast, if it's not working, you'll have to type the show name in again, The Secret Teachings, of course, or you can just use that free link on our website. I did that to make it a little bit easier because some people have been having some trouble. And if you still can't find it, shoot me an email about that or anything else. Let me know your thoughts on the show. This is something I've not done in all my years of radio. I've not been a person who has asked outright consistently for feedback on the show. I usually just get the feedback. But I'm, I'm asking you now, I'm requesting, if you listen to a show, you enjoy what we're talking about, or you have a correction, anything, please email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's R-D-G-A-B-L-E. So Romeo Delta and then Gable, like Clark Gable, the actor, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also reach us on Facebook, although I don't check that as often. It's facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Please like The Secret Teachings on Facebook and help us build our pages on Gab and Gitter. You can find us on there as well. The Gitter page is taking off much quicker than Gab. I honestly don't know how to use the hashtags. And I'm also not an individual who really falls into the category of 
of Gab or Gitter any more than I fall into the category of Facebook. And I, I really hope that all of you interpreted that from last night's broadcast when we talked about context and statistics and a variety of subjects that were very, very important in relationship to context and statistics because they paint a version of reality that isn't entirely accurate. And it's not a political thing or a religious thing. It's, it's not even necessarily a bias thing. It's a contextual thing. Context is really, really important. And context is going to be incredibly important for tonight's show, like any show, but particularly for tonight's show, for what I have to share with you. If you go to our website, you'll also find our affiliate sponsor for Pro One Water Filters. A lot of listeners have been buying water filters or, I guess, replacement water filters. I really appreciate that. We only make a small percentage when you buy something and only when you buy something. But I'm happy that you're doing that because everybody needs a water filter. Everybody needs to filter their water. And everybody needs to have backup water filters for their water filter, like the actual filters themselves, not just the container. And you can support the show when you grab one of these water filters at thesecretteachings.info. The other way you can support the show is by going to Patreon. And you can go to Patreon and type in the show name, or you can click the link. There's a tab on our website. And the way that I would like Patreon to work, and this has everything to do with tonight's show, is I would like to be able to to consistently upload behind-the-scenes videos. I've only gotten to do a couple here. Uh, I I think I'm supposed to do like one a week. And uh, I did one on the 7th of January. I just did one on the 22nd of January. I'm going to be doing a few more, like probably two more before this week's over. Uh, I did one of the Saguaro National Park with some of the mythology of the Saguaro cactus, which I find that interesting myself. And then uh, I just had a short little video of of me firing off my uh, my thirty eight special, just my little home defense gun, out at one of the ranges at the Tucson Mountain Park here in Arizona. So those are just two examples of the behind-the-scenes videos. I'm going to be doing more. I promise. I know I've been saying that and I've tried and I, I have posted more. I just, I need to get more time to kind of organize this and, and uh, do it the way that I intend to do it. So all of you who have become patrons, I appreciate that. Part of your patronage is not just the behind the scenes videos, but we have, we have some other things that you get with behind the scenes and depending on what tier uh, that you pick, we have, um, you know, a basic tier uh, where People don't necessarily ask for it, but I'm going to give you shout-outs on the show. Uh, I've already given everybody who is a patron a shout-out on the show, so I'm sorry if you are and you missed that. I've done that before. I'll do that here again in a second. And then also we have we have this subscription bundle, so you, you get access to our show archive uh, and uh, digital books with part of your 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 membership to Patreon. So there's a lot of, of great deals or options here for the secret teachings on patreon you can check it out check which tier you'd like and uh one of those tiers is actually a uh, a tier where i can no one's taken me up on this yet but this is such a growing trend Um, i help you to build a a podcast or a radio show and i show you how to do that and i do it really i mean it's like it was like a hundred bucks a month so i mean it's like a hundred bucks and then i can show you how to build a whole radio show um, and then you can just, you can cancel it and that's it. So it's, 
I'm trying to offer all of these different things as best as I'm able to with with my my resources because I don't make any money on this show really. I mean, by the time bills are paid, I'm I'm breaking even maybe. So first and foremost, I want to thank all of you who are patrons. I want to thank all of you who have subscribed to the show. We've had a number of people in the last uh, couple of weeks subscribe to the show here in uh, January. Not a lot, but we've had uh, Ive M. Meyer, uh, is that, I, can't, I can't really see that. It's a Meyer, Meyer Joshua. Uh, I guess I'm reading these backwards technically. Joshua Meyer, Michael Pafford, Colin Ingersoll, Frank M., Kyle M., and I'm saying your last name like that because I don't want to butcher it. Is it Mulaki? Kyle Mulaki subscribed this morning. Frank Mastrandre, Masandre, Mastandre uh, subscribed uh, a few days ago. So I really appreciate all the subscribers, everyone who has supported this show through that, buying books. I just sent out a few books today of people who had purchased some books. And over on Patreon, you can also talk to us and recommend show topics. And I hope that that makes it more interactive. And, and one of the, the show topics that I've been asked about, not just on Patreon, one of our, our members goes by the name of Benetron Prime. Benetron Prime has asked me so many times, I think he's asked me like three times, and one of the times was on the phone because you get you know the, the one-hour phone conversation when you choose the, uh, uh, the one tier on Patreon. And we had a really good conversation one day for like, probably like an hour and a half, two hours actually. And he brought it up at the, the end of the conversation. This was like two, three, well, like three weeks ago, a month ago even. It's around Christmas time. And he said, have you, have you thought more about what I, what I messaged you about on Patreon? And I've had other people email me about this too. And I said, what was that? And he said, about the Tatarian Empire or about Tataria. And I said, oh, well, yeah, I actually printed an article out about that. There's not a lot of information on the internet. Um, but I, yeah, I looked at that. And he had said to me, he's like, well, it's, you know, it's something that I'd be interested in hearing you at least do a video on. And I said, well, I'm actually planning to do a show on it. And it's been a long time coming. You know, I, I think he originally asked me that back in September. So it's been a while. And it's not something that I would normally talk about. But I, I think that in regards to last night's show about context and how important context is to everything that we interact with, Context is really important for, I don't think there's a way to appropriately and adequately express or name what I'm going to explain uh, in, in more, than, more than a single word or term or defin, you know, a, a definitive statement. But when you look at things on the internet, you look at YouTube and Facebook and you look at Twitter and you look at Reddit, stories get started Myths get started, and sometimes those stories and myths are just that. They're stories and myths. Sometimes they're like copy pasta. They're like Slender Man, where they jump out of the internet into the physical world. And people make you know, Slender Man videos, and it's, of course, a documentary now about the two girls and the Slender Man stabbing. A lot of that's in my book, The Technological Elixir which is packed with more than just technology. It's everything from AI to Slender Man to artificial intelligence to ayahuasca. There's all kinds of stuff in this book. And 
they even made a movie about Slender Man. So that's a that's an example of something that jumped off the screen into physical reality. And and although it was it was essentially a a story, it was a, a myth, a, a legend, a folklore. You know, it kind of falls into a lot of categories. It's also something that is is not new because the Hat Man, the Smiling Man, the various dark entities, the Men in Black that appear at your door, look in your window, come into your your home. I mean, these are things that are not just associated with what one might call cryptozoology in terms of like dogmen and werewolf-like men and stuff like that, or even Bigfoot for that matter. But it's also something that is intimately connected with shamanism and alien abductions and fairies. Things I talked about on last Thursday's show about the illusions. I called the show World of Illusions, and I used the Latin for that. And we had... We had an examination of Upper Paleolithic cave art and how modern man at that time, 30 plus thousand years ago in Europe, 20 something thousand years ago in Africa, suddenly started to develop all of these incredible uh, pieces of art, paintings and, 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 and rock drawings and things that are kind of out of place, but they essentially start at a definitive time about 30 something thousand years ago. And, you know, at different parts of the world, they start at different times. And, and, and some people believe, uh, from Graham Hancock to, uh, to uh, a handful of academia, believe that this was caused by psychotropic hallucinogenic substances that allowed man to interact with this other world. So when you look at a Slender Man character, for example, that's just part of the same storyline of the Hat Man and the Smiling Man, and it filters over into the Dogmen of Cryptozoology and then into the Ayahuasca realm. And there's a lot of things that can be unpackaged when you're looking at that. And so you have that on the Internet, and then you have things like Pizzagate, which you know from the beginning, I said, I do not believe that Pizzagate is a thing. That's just a title that's been applied to it. But sure, I have a whole folder of Hillary Clinton and John Podesta's emails. I printed a lot of those emails out. And many emails that were in that stack were things that were not discussed by the so-called Pizzagate investigators. There were things in those emails that were very, very important that were not discussed. And maybe that was an accident. Maybe that was intentional. I don't really know. But the point is, I didn't buy Pizzagate. And I certainly don't buy QAnon. I've been an ardent opponent of the QAnon theory or the QAnon belief or whatever you choose to call it. The late Kev Baker, our good friend on the Kev Baker show who recently passed away, he was a, he was, he laughed his way through. <laughs> Kev always just like anytime you brought that up, he would laugh his way through the, the ludicrous nature of the QAnon belief or QAnon cult and then how it gets associated with Donald Trump and politics and, I mean, even spirituality. And then you have, like, you have people that create subgroups within that group. So there's a thing that we said we didn't buy. But at the same time, while people are bothered by the notion that what they believe is incorrect, and, and so that makes them upset, and other people are upset that some people believe something that they think is outlandish. So they, these are the skeptics. They, they, they take every opportunity to discredit and demean the people that they think are crazy for believing in something that in a lot of cases they've never even investigated. 
But on the other side, you have people, of course, going back to the other side, you have people, of course, that believe in something because they maybe they've looked at what's presented as evidence, you know, for QAnon or whatever. And they see those things and they think, okay, this sounds logical. This sounds reasonable. And, and I believe this. And when someone tries to dispute it or show them context, they reject it and they try to discredit and dismean the so-called skeptics. So you just get this battle, this battle between black and white. You get this battle between good and evil, the classic battle. I mean, this is what I told Jordan Sather at Contact in the Desert to his face. I said, this whole idea of the cabal versus the white hats is the same idea of demons and angels, of Pleiadians and reptilians. It's the same story that was birthed with the birth of mankind. Nighttime and daytime, darkness and night, pain and suffering, as opposed to pleasure. So these things are psychological, more so than they are historical, more so than they are you know, in terms of people that experience certain things, whether it's, you know, the deep state or it's extraterrestrials or it's QAnon. But, you know, at the same time we have all this, it's astounding because what you find is, sure, QAnon and Pizzagate, I don't buy that at all. But there are things within those belief systems that are that are true. I mean, the guy that was going to assassinate the president at the end of December, you might remember that story, you might not. We covered it extensively here on the show because someone also tried to assassinate the queen that same week and someone months before tried to assassinate with a drone the Pope. Those are the three horns in the book of Daniel that must be plucked to begin the kingdom of the Antichrist, essentially. We've talked about that a lot. This guy was said to have believed in the QAnon theory and believed that Joe Biden was some kind of like horrible, evil pedophile, and that's why he was going to assassinate him, which is interesting because that story came out like literally a day after Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of multiple counts of child sex trafficking. So that's a conviction. And then because that gets grouped in with QAnon and Pizzagate, you have this very, very disturbed person who believes you know, in the, the QAnon narrative, and he goes to assassinate the president based on the narrative and doesn't even have the wherewithal to say, well, you know, maybe to give my my manifesto credibility, I should reference the woman who was actually convicted in a court of law for child sex trafficking. No mention of that, though, because the individual who wants to prove it is just as lost as the media that wants to disprove it. And in the middle, in between, context gets lost. The truth, or whatever it is that might be closer to the truth, gets lost. So tonight, I am not going to sit here and try to prove to you the existence of this so-called Tataria, which maybe you don't even know what that is. Tataria, it's supposed to be an enormous empire, mostly in Asia, but some people believe all over the world, that has, in the last few hundred years, been wiped off the face of the earth, and people that believe in this Tatarian empire believe that there are many buildings here in the United States, from New York to places like Chicago that are actually the remnants of this global empire. And that is, I mean, that's the most generalized and simplified version of what I can, what I can express in the time we have here in this segment as per what Tataria is. So 
when one of our patrons uh, patrons asked me about this, and then I've had other people ask me about it, I I printed out some information, and today I woke up and I just thought, last two nights have been very heavy in a very crystallized material way, like in a material reality, talking about context of of uh, everything from health to uh, to news to things that were more so. Uh, and we talked about a lot of things last night, just the nature of reality and, and how we perceive things. Uh, and then Monday, we had the story of my fiance Hope and how we were able to overcome this corporation in the state of Arizona. And we got her back to pay and we got her out of wearing a mask just because we knew the law. So tonight, I wanted to do something a little different. I woke up, my intuition said, Tataria. I pulled the paper out, I did some research, and that's what I want to share with you tonight on the broadcast. It is the Tatarian Empire. And maybe you know about this, maybe you don't. Maybe you're pro, maybe you're anti. I'm not either. I personally don't see the reason to believe in what the Tatarian, let's call them theorists, say. But I understand why they have questions. And I think sometimes our curiosity and our questioning of of reality and of history is dismissed because we're not allowed to question the narrative. And although we know that questions can get us closer to whatever the truth is, whatever the contextual reality is, those questions are laughed off. And so people are left not with, not with you know, answers to those questions that are logical. They're left with devising their own theories and being mocked by the academic establishment and by just general people for asking those questions, and for someone like myself to say, listen, I don't necessarily believe in this Tatarian empire, this global empire that disappeared just a few hundred years ago, but I understand the questions, and I don't necessarily think that I'm going to sit here and prove it or disprove it. I'm just going to provide you with what some people believe and my take on it from my experience, from what I've researched, from my point of view, because people have asked me about this, and it's a new subject, and I think we should talk about it tonight. The Tatarian Empire, right here on The Secret Teachings, we're going to break it down. Again, I don't believe it or disbelieve it. I'm just going to objectively look at the subject. www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the full archive to get access to the shows, the montages, my digital books. One-year subscribers get access to all of that and a physical copy of one of those books with free shipping in the U.S., and also check out the free archive to download and stream the show. That's on the website as well. www.thesecretteachings.info. The music, White Bat Audio. Stay with us. We'll be back with Tataria. It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. 
Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host Ryan Gable and this is The Secret Teachings. Right here on the Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, five nights a week. Saturday mornings for one hour on Aftermath FM. The whole archive is on thesecretteachings.info. Please buy a book. Please subscribe to support the show and keep us on air. Tonight, the Tatarian Empire. I've been asked about this dozens of times. I've been asked about it by a patron, and I've said that we get the Patreon system going, and I want to take requests from patrons to create and formulate shows out of and I had a a patron who goes by the name of Benetron Prime who had asked me about the Tatari Empire and uh, smart guy so he's not a crazy person he's just asking me he said it would be nice to know your thoughts on Tataria and the so-called mud flood and the possibility of an ancient civilization that seems to have disappeared now when I think of an ancient civilization that disappeared. I think of Atlantis first and foremost, but I also think of other potential ancient civilizations that disappeared and we have no record of them. Clearly, there were civilizations throughout human history and maybe even before human history as we know human history. They might not be civilizations like we think, big towers, big buildings, iPads and cars, but they were civilizations or they were 
civilization themselves nonetheless. So I started to research Tataria. I started to research the Tatarian Empire. Now I'm sure that what I'm going to say for some people who believe in this story, who believe in this narrative, will say, well, all the things you're saying to dispute it are well-crafted and they are placed there in cartography and the historical record and YouTube and all these other places intentionally to discredit this Tatarian empire. To that I say, you got me. I don't know how to have a debate about that. I don't know, because if you're always right no matter what, then I don't, I don't know how to debate you. So I'm sure other people will say they've never heard of Tataria. I would guess that most of you have never heard of this before because I had not heard of it until September of last year. Here's what it is. The Tatarian Empire is supposed to be a global empire that had structures, you know, big buildings, a certain kind of architecture built all over the world just a few hundred years ago. And as a result of either natural disaster, what they call a mud flood, not too sure exactly what that is. It kind of sounds like a joke to me, but the mud flood, so some big global cataclysm, which destroyed these, these buildings, these monuments, but left some standing. And I'm going to tell you about that tonight because that's one of the, the strangest things I've, I've heard about this, how um, there's proof of this empire in architecture and how certain buildings are built. That's, that's my, one of my favorite parts about this, this whole thing. I'll tell you about that in a little bit, though. So you have this mud flood, you have the destruction of this global civilization, this global empire. Choose to call it what you will. And I know certain groups, apparently, within you know, Reddit and YouTube, they have their own theory. So this isn't even a unified theory of like a definitive theory for this so-called global empire. It's like literally people have different views on the culture. People have different views on what happened to it. People have different views on the architecture. People have different views on, uh, you know, if, if humans were said to be responsible, if like the British Empire, for example, destroyed the Tatarian Empire, they have these ideas that, well, you know, maybe it was the Brits and then other groups are like, well, it was the Brits with this international cabal of Jews that did it. And it's like, wow, for something that is so supposedly well-documented according to the Tatarian believers, let's just call them that, Tatarian believers or Tatarian theorists, there certainly isn't a lot of cohesiveness within their own theorizing because people have different theories about Tataria. And I don't mean like, generalized theories it's just like if for for certain you know that this existed and you know that this happened how can you come to so many different conclusions about it so first and foremost it makes me feel it makes me think that the tatarian empire as it has been presented in reddit and youtube and the internet is nothing more than another form of psychological experimentation to present information in a platform like Reddit, on a message board like Reddit, and allow it to promulgate, allow it to procreate, and then to see 
how different groups, different parts of the world respond to it. And I can imagine that in Asian countries, this really isn't much of a theory because I'd imagine that in Asian countries, you know, in parts of you know, Russia, Middle East, they know a lot more about that part of the world than we do here in the West. So I'd imagine it's probably not that popular there. But it's pretty popular in the West, and it's really popular in the United States. So let's break it apart. Tatarian Empire, global empire wiped out by some big flood, or the British Empire destroyed it. Other people say Jews destroyed it. I don't know what that means, Jews destroyed it. But regardless, if it's Brits, if it's Jews, if it's some cataclysm, they say that everything about this empire was destroyed. The buildings were destroyed. The roads were destroyed. You know, the, the, the highly advanced technology was destroyed. One of the first things I thought of when I read about this Tatarian Empire, when they say, I guess depending on what theorists you listen to, they say that this was an empire ruled by peace, prosperity, and, and super advanced technology. Which makes me think that Tataria is kind of like a poor man's version of Atlantis. That's at least my initial thought. It's a poor man's version of Atlantis. And not only is it a poor man's version of Atlantis, it's also something that is not very cohesive. There isn't a lot of consistency in the theory. So let's keep those two things in mind. It's kind of like a knockoff of Atlantis, and there's not a lot of consistency. And I say keep those two things in mind from the point of view of, I did some research on this today, I've watched the videos, I've read the articles, I've seen you know, the, the message board statements or the, the theories. This is what I found, and I don't believe it, and I don't disbelieve it. I'm just presenting this information to you. One of the big articles written about this talked about how architecture, these big buildings that were created all over the world, and how architecture is a proving point for this Tatarian empire. And it goes something like this. The Singer Building, the Singer Building that was constructed in Lower Manhattan sometime around the early 1900s. And it was like 1908, 1909. This building, which was uh, like a, an artistically designed architectural building, 27-story tower, this building was demolished about 60 years after it was built. And so Tatarian theorists say, and maybe I'm not going to be entirely accurate about this because every single theorist seems to have their own theory. It's not even as cohesive as ancient aliens. At least ancient alien theorists believe in XYZ. Tatarian theorists seem to have their own opinion and it changes, you know, by the, by the evidence that's presented. It just, it's not very cohesive. So the Singer building in Lower Manhattan, built in 1908, demolished in 1967, is said to be an example of proof, of evidence of the Tatarian Empire because the building itself was so beautiful and yet it was destroyed in 60 years. And why would you build something and then destroy it so quickly unless you're trying to cover up the evidence of 
the Tatarian Empire because the Tatarian Empire actually built that building. It's older than 1908, and they use that as an excuse to destroy the evidence and then to build something on the, the ashes of it, to destroy that old world and to rebuild on top of the old world. It's an interesting thing because I noticed that there's a political undertone to this, or maybe it's an overtone, but it kind of seems like it's an undercurrent. I read an article from Bloomberg. You could read this too. It's called Inside the Tatarian Empire, the QAnon of Architecture, which of course is dismissive and demeaning. And uh, the QAnon aspect of this makes no sense. But the article talks about this, this Singer building in lower Manhattan. And it talks about how this, this group of people, the, the theorists of the Tatarian Empire, they believe that this building was demolished in 60 years because it represented uh, you know, proof of this empire. And it goes into describing the psychological aspects of believing such a thing. And I want to address that first and foremost before we go further because I get it. I understand some people really do believe in outlandish conspiracies that don't have any basis in reality. But the few people that believe in outlandish conspiracy theories without any basis in reality sometimes get lucky and what they believe might be rooted somewhere in reality. So we can't just be dismissive of somebody because psychologists told us that that person is uncredible because they believe something that is easily explainable through psychology. Well, what does that mean? You can explain anything through psychology. It's just like, well, we've got science, so medicine is safe. Well, those are two completely different things. Science is a process of observation. If you take a medicine and it makes you sick, science can prove that that medicine made you sick. It doesn't mean that medicine is really, really good. It doesn't mean that surgery is really, really good because we've got good science and good technology. Those are just words. Those don't mean anything. Just because I can, I can explain something in psychological terms. We know why people believe in the Tatarian Empire. It's because they don't understand the history of architecture. They don't understand. Well, that might be true, but that's not really the point, is it? Psychology doesn't need to come into this equation. If you're looking to discredit or correct the theory... We don't need to look at someone's mental state in terms of they believe it because, psychologically speaking, they don't understand this, this, this. No, no, no. Maybe they don't understand architectural history, but it has nothing to do with psychology, at least necessarily, as far as I'm concerned. Psychology has nothing to do with any of this. Although, yes, some people believe in outlandish things because they're looking for some kind of purpose. They're looking for power. They're looking for something when they don't feel those things otherwise. I get it. It makes sense, but I don't think that really necessarily applies. So you've got this building in in New York, and the theory of the Tatarian people, and that actually is a misnomer because there really are Tatarian people, but the Tatarian theorists say that these pre-modern buildings that are really beautiful, these landmarks, are artifacts so the Singer Building in New York was an artifact, they say, of a global civilization called the Tatarian Empire. And there's another building, for example, in Chicago, just another of, of countless examples that the Tatarian theorists provide to prove their point. It's the Cobb Chicago Federal Building built in 1905. And just like the Singer building in Lower Manhattan, built in 1908, destroyed in the 60s, the Cobb Chicago Federal Building 
was taken down about 60 years after it was put up, and it was replaced by the Mize Van Der Rohe Tower. So you have two cases, one in New York, one in Chicago, of buildings within 60 years of being constructed being taken down. Now, I don't have to tell you that 60 years is, although it's, you know, it's, it's quite a bit of time. It's about the length span of a, of a human being. So for the average person, that's, that's a lot of time. That's your whole life. It's hard to comprehend that in 60 years, architecture can change so, so drastically. And what was once considered to be the standard model of architecture can change to something that's so alien that it can't be explained by any other means than it has to be the remnant of an ancient civilization that lasted up until about 200 years ago. To me, I don't buy that because I I, I see buildings that are constructed and then I see buildings that are torn down all the time. And I don't think that it has anything to do with covering up some empire called Tataria. That's just my you know, initial thoughts on the subject. But this, this whole idea of this Tatarian empire, I want to say that word a lot tonight, so if you're playing the drinking game, you're going to get hammered. <laughs> you might want to sit down or pull over. It's just a, a ludicrous amount of different theories that all come together under one heading, but none of them are consistent. And, and that's what I don't fully understand, is if you had all this evidence of this empire you would think that you could find a cohesive and consistent and patterned narrative rather than just kind of shooting off the hip without looking and being like, I'll take some of that, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. No, I don't want that, but I'll take that to put together your narrative, to piece together your narrative. I mean, at least the ancient alien theory is consistent, right? Everything that is ancient is extraterrestrial for the most part. I think I heard one episode where they were like, ancient alien theorists kind of disagree on this point, but usually it's ancient alien theorists say yes. So the Tatarian Empire is kind of like Atlantis because it's supposed to be this advanced technological empire. The, the problem with that is Tataria or the Tatarian Empire is actually rooted in history. It's just not rooted in the narrative of the Tatarian theorists. It's not a global empire that lasted up until 200 years ago, and then it was destroyed, and all the architecture was eliminated. It's more like, it's not even so much a misunderstanding of, of architectural history or history itself, which, sure, history itself, we know such a small fraction of history. Did, did, the, did the First World War kick off because a, a, an archduke was assassinated? No. Did, did World War II kick off because Hitler invaded Poland? No. You know, the, the, did, did the war in Iraq kick off because of 9-11? No. I mean, these are, these are pretexts. These are excuses. The bombing of Pearl Harbor, that's an excuse, but that's not the exact reason. That's not the only reason. Things are much more complex than that. So, of course, yeah, history isn't exactly what we think it is, but it can provide us with an okay understanding of, of what happened in the past. It might not be a brilliant understanding, but it's, it's an okay understanding, especially when we see history repeat itself. We're like, oh, well, you know, course it's happening today it's happened in the past this is just human existence this is human civilization so this empire was destroyed by something they say and buildings like the Cobb Chicago Federal Building buildings like the the Singer Building 
These buildings were not actually American buildings. These were Tatarian buildings. And these Tatarian buildings were torn down and replaced with more modern architecture because some shadowy elite, shadowy cabal operating everywhere in the world simultaneously wanted to erase the history of this this global empire. And they say that there's a lot of ways this happened. It happened through something they call a mud flood, this big mud flood. The British Empire destroyed this this Tatarian Empire. A bunch of different things were responsible. And that initiated what the Bloomberg article calls a great reset, which which I don't know if that's tongue in cheek. I don't know if that they're meant to be in, they're meant to insult people that believe in the Tatarian theory because the, the Bloomberg associates it with QAnon. And I don't think that those have anything in common except for they're both they're both really based on on chat rooms and message boards and wild speculation that is easily disproven but it should be disproven in a way that's not demeaning and not harassing and not outright, you know, dismissive of someone asking an honest question. Like, yeah, it's kind of strange how in a hundred years we went from a horse and a buggy to a spaceship. That's kind of incomprehensible for some people to, to understand. It's, but it's like, let's say in a hundred years from now, or even in 50 years, you look back and you have, you know, like a Tatarian empire-like theory that's based on cell phones. And you say, well, there, there's no way. There's no way that, that people could have gone from a big old briefcase of a cell phone to wireless phones like Bluetooth and, uh, you know, the iPhone 30 in just a couple of years, a couple decades. You know, the ancient alien theorist might say, Aliens were involved in assisting mankind in that development. Tatarian theorists might say something very similar, that this was, this was some kind of uh, conspiracy relating to human communication in terms of cell phones, because it just doesn't make sense how... Was what was once the the primary focus of, or the primary uh, the prime or the primary method of communication changed so drastically, and like the Tatarian Empire would be the old phones with the battery you could take out, and this new shadow cabal eliminated all of that so they could monitor and track you with the new iPhones. I mean, I think it's a similar kind of a thing. I think it's a similar type of uh, type of thing that you can. You can compare and contrast the two. So there's a guy here named Joachim Skar. He's a Norwegian guy who runs something called the Tatarian Meltdown. It's a YouTube channel. Personally, I'm not sponsoring it. I don't care. I didn't go to it. But I do have his quote. He says, I think that it was one worldwide civilization. It was all based on unity, oneness, peace, love, and harmony, which we don't see in today's society. To me, that's kind of romanticizing the past. I don't think much of human history anywhere in the world was based on unity, oneness, peace, love, and harmony. It was based on slavery. It was based on building giant monuments and statues and, 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 and giant constructions to kings and princes and you name it. History is based on bloodshed, 
war, conflict, death, disease, pillaging, etc., etc., etc. There isn't much of human history that's based on unity, oneness, peace, and love and harmony. So it's it's nice to romanticize the past in the same way that we romanticize, oh, Atlantis or Lemuria. These must have been communities that were united in peace and love and harmony. It's the same exact thing. And maybe there's something about the Tatarian Empire that's meant to discredit investigations into Atlantis. Maybe, just a thought. I don't know. Probably not. Just a thought, though. One of the things that really strikes me about this is, is the, the whole building thing. This is what I said I was going to get to, the whole building thing. The, the Tatarian theorists say that you know the Singer Tower and the Cobb Chicago Federal Building were actually buildings of the Tatarian Empire, and they were, they were destroyed in the 60s because, you know, I guess the U.S. government or something wanted to cover up this, this giant empire. And that most of the pre-modern buildings we have are thousands of years old. So, like, for example, they believe that the Capitol in Washington, D.C. is the same age as the Great Pyramids, which I find that to be outrageous, and I find it difficult to not automatically dismiss what this person's saying simply because of the statement. Trying to hear what they're saying, but I, I don't buy that. I don't see how that, that makes any sense whatsoever. And, and not only that, but it's like, I get it. Maybe, maybe the photos were staged, but we, 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 we can see in history the Capitol building being constructed. And we have extensive records of the Great Pyramids. Not necessarily how they're built, but we have extensive records of the Great Pyramids. Um, the Capitol building was not built, and God knows how old the pyramids are, but the Capitol building was not built thousands of years ago. So, like, the pyramids are clearly older than a few thousand years old. But the United States Capitol building is, is definitely not a couple thousand years old. I mean, you can just see that from, I mean, yeah, the architecture, it, it looks it, Roman. I mean, but, but why, do, why do you think they call it Capitol Hill? It's, it's the hills of Rome that the empire was, was built on. So it's Roman architecture. It's like uh, St. Peter's Basilica, you know, various churches. I mean, from, from the churches in the Vatican to, uh, to, to London to Washington, D.C., it's mimicking the great empires of old. It's mimicking this, this imperialist architecture. So, I mean, I don't think that since the, I mean, the capital, the construction on the, the capital began in late 1700s. So, I just don't understand how, how we can have, uh, you know, they're saying the capital is as old as the pyramid. And yet, although construction on the original capital, you know, started a few hundred years ago, we have like, renovations and alteration. I mean, the whole White House, actually, the White House has been gutted uh, in full or in part several times. The structure still stands, but the, one of the original White House was burned down. So, like, we know that that's, that's factual, so I, don't, I just don't get how that has any relationship to, to reality. I don't see how that's a logical thing. I mean, that kind of discredits your theory, I think, uh, on the surface. But one of the things they say, and again, this is the thing that really gets me, is that buildings that are that are like below grade basement, like they have these below grade basement windows. You know, the ones in like you know a big city, or you got these basements. You can look at the window, look at like you can look at people's feet walking by where the sidewalk is. They say that these buildings are evidence of the mud flood, 
and that the rest of the structure is actually buried deep underground. Now, this is the one outside of the whole U.S. Capitol is as old as the Egyptian pyramids thing. This is the one that really gets me that I just kind of find this one funny. I, I, I don't see how that makes any sense whatsoever. I, I don't see how, I mean, wh- what are they saying? Are they saying, maybe I need to interview one of these people. Maybe they're saying like the basement itself is actually the top of the building. I, I don't see how that makes any sense. I don't see how that's logical. I see that as like someone who was, who was tripping pretty hard and they saw a window with the ground and they said, oh man, does, is the building sinking? Like, I, I don't understand what, that, what that's supposed to mean. What do you mean the building sunk and then they just built another build, building on top of it? Like, I'm not an architect, uh, an architect or an engineer, but I'm pretty sure if a building is sinking, you don't, first of all, not set a new foundation and then just build a new giant immense building on top of the old one and it's not going to sink? What is there, like an ever, never-ending line of, of buildings that just go down to the center of the, the, the earth? I, I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. That's just, that's jumble to me. That's, that's nonsense. But, but, I, but I will at least address it because this is what they're saying. Some say that the Capitol building's as old as the pyramids. And obviously the, the pyramids are much older than, than, than we think they are too, or at least it's, you know, whatever the official narrative is at a couple thousand years. I mean, the Sphinx, Robert Schock's work, and others They've proven that they're potentially millions of years old, but you know that doesn't necessarily matter to this argument. I, I don't get how the, this you know this is a <laughs> this this building I guess is sinking, but they decided to build another building on top of the sinking building, and just like little logical things like that to me don't don't really make a lot of sense. So whatever it was, other people say that you know these buildings were totally wiped out by the the, the mud flood, like it destroyed the buildings. Others say that high tech weaponry blew these buildings apart. Others say that. The Second World War was actually a conspiracy, which is is a new one to me, folks. The Second World War was a conspiracy to go all over the world and to destroy remnants of the Tatarian Empire. I mean, this empire must have been the greatest empire in the universe or the galaxy. Like, this is some Star Wars-level stuff here. Why would there be a global conspiracy to eliminate this so-called empire when they're not even specific about what this empire was, like what kind of high technology, what what exactly was peace to these people, what was prosperity, what made them so prosperous, and how could a technolo- technological advanced civilization be wiped out by a group of evil Jews or even the British Empire, for that matter? Last time I checked, the British Empire was defeated by a group of colonists. So I don't see how the Tatarian Empire beat the British Empire. But that's just, you know, my analysis. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please buy a book. Please subscribe. Please check us out on Patreon, thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Stay with us. Another hour coming up. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are a few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
You're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. The Secret Teachings has been on air for over a decade, long before podcasting became popular. And you can find all of our old shows in the archive at thesecretteachings.info, advertisement-free, When you subscribe, you'll also get access to our montages and digital copies of my books. Whether you're a weekly, monthly, or yearly subscriber, yearly subscribers get something extra. They get a physical copy of one of my books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana. You can also look and read about the books on our website and buy the books separately. But the one-year deal is probably the best deal because you get all of that and one of the free books. So check it out today at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is as honest as I can be with you. Money is extremely, extremely tight with the show. We only make about $800 a month. Some months it's $600, some months it's 1000 We rely solely on your support of the show. When you buy a book, when you subscribe, when you become a member of Patreon. And if it weren't for you, seriously, we would not be on air in the capacity that we're on air. I would have to work 40 hours a week and then do like a weekend show. So it's only because of you we can stay on air. Please continue to support the show. I'm so grateful and so appreciative of everybody who supports this broadcast. We sell a couple books a week, a couple subscriptions every week. And that is, again, the only thing that keeps us on air. Check out Patreon, by the way as I've said a few times tonight, because you'll get behind-the-scenes videos and more, and we're taking comments from Patreon and turning them into shows. So if you are a patron, please let us know what you want to hear. If you don't tell us, I can't do the show on it. We had one listener named Benetron Prime. I've talked to uh, this gentleman on the phone. Real cool guy, very, very smart. Talked for a few hours on the phone. That's one of the perks when you become a patron. And he had asked me about something called the Tatarian Empire. And I started to look it up at one point. I printed something out about it. And then I I ended up moving not too long after that. And it just for some reason was on my mind when I woke up this morning. And I thought, all right, let's do a show on the Tatarian Empire. If you're just joining us, you don't know what the Tatarian Empire is. The Tatarian Empire is supposedly a global worldwide, every continent, a giant worldwide empire that isn't so ancient. It's more modern. It's only supposed to be a few hundred years ago that this empire fell. And this empire was supposedly an empire that was not so much an empire in the sense that it's imperialistic and expansive. I mean, it did supposedly cover the whole world, but it was an empire of peace and prosperity, and high technology. These are all things that I think discredit the theory a little bit. They don't really seem that logical or reasonable to me. They sound more like a cheap or poor man's version of Atlantis. And there isn't much consistency in the Tatarian model because everybody has their own model. The funny thing is, if if there really is all this evidence of this empire that existed up until a few hundred years ago and now Evil Kabbalists, not Kabbalists, Kabbalists, 
evil cabalists now are actively engaged in shutting down research into the subject. And so much so that they've destroyed buildings that are, you know, beautiful architectural buildings and then built something on top of them to cover up the history of the Tatarian Empire, buildings that had, of course, supposedly survived. And survived how? How did this empire even collapse? Well, because there's no consistency, we really don't know. Some people say that the British Empire destroyed it. Some people say Jews destroyed it. Some people say Brits and Jews destroyed it. Some people say a natural event destroyed it, what they call a mud flood. I never give the French their due, uh, or at least I always forget to. I eventually do. Let me me rephrase that. I always give the French their due after the fact. I should give the French some credit because if it weren't for the French, we probably wouldn't be the United States of America. The French were instrumental in supporting the colonists in the rebellion against the British Empire. But that makes me think, you know, how did a few colonists defeat the British Empire with support from the French? But, you know, and the British Empire, um, you know, is so powerful, though, it it, it destroys literally a global empire that, for some, existed at the same time as the British Empire and covered the whole world, but also didn't include the British Empire. So I'm really confused here. And I don't know necessarily a lot about certain geographical histories, but I, but I do know that if you've got a global empire that spans the whole world, how can you also have the British Empire at the same time? And we know that there was a British Empire, according to Tatarian theorists, because they say that the British Empire destroyed the Tatarian Empire. So if that's the case, why isn't the whole world run by the British Empire? If they destroyed the Tatarian Empire, the, the British Empire or the Jewish groups, they some claim Jewish groups, why don't they control the whole world? You see what I mean? And how is it that some colonists and the French, can't forget the French, defeated the British, but the British were then able to obliterate the greatest technologically advanced peaceful society in the history of mankind? I don't think it makes any sense. And you might be thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? Brian, you're all over the map. You're doing one show this night, another show this night, and you're all over the map talking about different things. Well, that's intentional, but I really don't know what I'm talking about tonight. I've been asked to discuss Tataria, so I'm discussing Tataria. The mud flood. I mentioned this before break. They say the mud flood was responsible for taking out this empire. Some say the empire wasn't expansive worldwide. Maybe it was more like the Roman Empire. Maybe it was more like the British Empire. It had territory, but it wasn't the whole world. That's convenient to eliminate all the concerns that I just expressed to you about how the empire of Britain failed against the colonies and yet how it was able to destroy the Tatarian empire and how the whole world isn't British. I mean, the British, they extended pretty far. I mean, from, from the States to, I mean, even to parts of even South America, uh, all the way down into India. I mean, they had a, they had a big, big, big range of, of geographical territory but at the same time, you know, all those old, like, all those old, like, imperial maps, they usually showed an empire having more territory than they really did. So, you know, the Roman Empire might not have been as expansive 
it was big, but it might not have been as expansive or the British Empire, any empire. So think about this. If this empire was destroyed, the Tatarian Empire, they say the proof of this comes in buildings like the Singer Building in New York was built in 1908. It was destroyed in the 60s and replaced. Another building, the Cobb Chicago Federal Building, was built in 19, like 1905, early 1900s, and then it was replaced by the Mies von Del Rowe Tower in the 1960s. And they say that these two buildings, the Cobb Chicago Federal Building and the Singer Building in the U.S., this is in the United States, in New York and Chicago respectively, these two buildings were actually Tatarian buildings. And they go further. They say that a lot of state capitals, even uh, 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 custom houses, uh, post offices, for example, these were buildings that were constructed by the Tatarians. And the big, big, you know, cathedrals, big arch doorways of old buildings, these are all artifacts of a Tatarian empire. And the reason they say they built them so big was because it might not just have been Tatarians, which is for, for people that aren't historically inclined or people that aren't geographically inclined. And I'm, I know far an expert on, in terms of geographical um, uh, information, at least in the East. I know a lot about it, but I'm not as well versed on that part of the world, historically and geographically speaking. But they say that this is just a group of people called the Tatarians. You don't get a lot of information about them. But they say that some of them might have been giants. So that's why they had to build the giant, the giant archways. Again, it's one of those things to me that on the surface, if I'm objectively thinking and looking at it, makes zero sense. I mean, I have probably, I don't know how tall my ceilings are in my living room. They're like, I don't know, 20 feet, maybe larger than that, 25 feet. I mean... See, here in like Arizona or places like Florida, it's really nice to have a vaulted ceiling because the heat goes up and it keeps it cooler. But I don't have a 20 plus foot. I don't know how, this, how big the ceiling is, like 20 foot or something, but I, got, I, don't, I don't have a 20 foot ceiling because I'm 15 foot tall. It's so the heat goes up. It's so the, the living room is cooler. You know, that's, it's not a conspiracy. It's just, it's grand. You know, when you walk into a big, a big bank, like go into a, Go into a big bank or a building that a big bank owns, like big marble columns and marble floors and, you know, beautiful, you know, metallic trims and carvings and etchings. And I mean, at one point in history, this, it, it, whether it was slave labor or cheap labor in general, it was, it was easier to construct such things. And now today, because of, of resources and cost and, you know, things like fiat currency, I would suggest as well, and because of the general uh, nature of, of, taking um, or offering a, a, a job and paying, you know, what is, what is worth being paid for that particular job, it's made that kind of architecture more expensive. So now we kind of go with the standard gray box, you know, uh, the standard modern architecture, which is very, I, you know, I agree. It's very kind of ugly. It doesn't have a lot of life in it. But I also don't think that that's proof of a cabal trying to take down the Tatarian Empire. If anything, in the United States at least, it's proof of being uniform. It's proof of being, you know, like like a suit. It's just uniform by the book, and there isn't a lot of life to it. So, as a matter of fact, I I actually liked uh, one of these things that uh, former President Donald Trump did. You might remember this uh, a few years ago. In 2020, 
Trump proposed an executive order to change modern architecture because he said it was ugly. And it, it is. <laughs> it's very ugly. And the, uh, if you go to the Federal Register, you can pull up the, the final executive order passed December 18, 2020, or signed, I should say. It's called Promoting Beautiful Federal Civic Architecture. And, and I love how people got upset about that. Like, that's something, I mean, I thought liberals liked art. But once again, promoting beautiful federal civic architecture because he said that the buildings were ugly. And he's right. The buildings are, they're very ugly. And uh, they're just very, they're very suit-like. They're very cookie-cutter. They don't have a lot of life to them. And all right, but I don't think that has anything to do with the Tatarian Empire. I mean, does, does that mean that Donald Trump is a member of the Tatarian Empire? See, see how you can just kind of twist and turn everything? And I'd imagine that some people believe that. Well, Trump wants to get rid of all these old buildings back in 2020. He wants to replace modern architecture with a, an elegant form of architecture. You know, maybe like the Trump Hotel or maybe like his home with all the gold trim. That must mean he's a Tatarian. Now, I haven't heard that, but I could propose that theory right now, and I'm sure somebody would run with it. Because on the surface, that sounds logical. Doesn't matter if you have any proof. It's just you're associating one person with one group because he did something that that you believe is indicative of some empire that doesn't exist. But the thing is, Tataria actually is a thing. Tataria, T-A-T-A-R-I-A, Tataria was for, for hundreds of years, in fact, until relatively recently, until about the 19th century, and even into the 1900s, even in the 20th century, the European name for Asia was Tataria. Now, I don't know if somebody heard that one day on a history show or if they read that in a book and then they just created this on, on Reddit. I'm not sure if that's how it went down, but Tataria literally just is a name for Asia. It's a European name for Asia. Now, the Tatarian Empire supposedly encompassed the Eurasian continent and it was known as the, the Empire of Tartaria, or Tartary, T-A-R-T-A-R-Y. I'll spell those again for you, T-A-R-T-A-R-Y, or T-A-R-T-A-R-I, Tatari or Tataria. And that this was a, a Eurasian empire, essentially, until a couple hundred years ago. So basically until like, like the mid-1800s, early 1800s, somewhere in there. Some believe that it was... The extension, it was, the, it was the, uh, the next in line. It was the heir to the Mongol Empire, which held power from about 1206 to 1368, roughly. They say that this was uh, an empire of peace and advanced technology. They don't say it's like Atlantis, but sounds like Atlantis to me. And it sounds like a technologically advanced civilization that lived in peace which was a global empire, shouldn't have had, if it was a global government, a global empire, and it was living in peace, nothing should have overthrown it, unless that's where the mud flood comes in. And then in the midst of all this destruction, new powerful elements with new technologies come to power after the mud flood, of course, and they destroy what's left of this Tatarian empire as if they, I guess, were dissatisfied elements of the empire before the mud flood, and then after the mud flood, they came to power and they destroyed the remnants of this other society they didn't like. Maybe it's not a mud flood, though. Some people said the British destroyed it. 
I mean, the colonists and the French destroyed the British military and pushed them back, but the Brits were then able to muster up their might and destroy the Tatarian Empire, which, mind you, was just a few hundred years ago. So right around the time that Britain was fighting the War of 1812 and a little bit before that during the American Revolution, that's around the time the Tatarian Empire supposedly fell. So the Brits lost to the colonists and the French, but somehow beat the Tatarians. And maybe that's why they lost. Maybe the United States of America would not be the United States of America if the Tatarian Empire had not drained the resources of the British Empire in their conquering of the Tatarian Empire. But then if that's the case, if the Brits defeated the Tatarian Empire, why would Tatarian architecture then be in the United States and Chicago and New York? Unless we're going back to that whole mud flood thing, and this is a global civilization, but then... Once it's destroyed, there are remnants left, and then evil elements come out of the mud, literally and figuratively, and they start to destroy the architecture and build their own world on top of the mud of the old world. I mean, it's, it's a head-scratcher, folks. I don't really understand it. But they say that Tataria is an empire. That's the theory. However, history shows us, and etymology shows us and uh, map making shows us that Tataria is just a European name for Asia and it has been since at least the 13th century it's one of the names that were given to the Mongols the Mongol Empire which lasted from about 1200 to 1400 roughly that, that time span 1206 to 1368 supposedly the Tatarian Empire. And then uh, some people say the Mongol Empire was the Tatarian Empire. So there's no consistency in any of this. So, but we do, we do know, supposedly, that the, the Tatarian Empire was ruled by the Mongols. It was ruled by the Tartars of Russia, which you know is a, is a real group. Uh, some say white people, and some say giants. So having, having this theory to me anyway, makes very little sense when the consistency of, well, who ruled this empire? Well, the Mongols. No, 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 no. The Mongols didn't do it. The Russians did. The, the, the Tartars of Russia. No, no, no. It was white people that did. No, it was giants. Maybe these were giant Russian Mongol white people. I don't know. But how can you not come to a, like, if you're going to theorize about something, at least make it cohesive. Because I'm having a hard time understanding and I'm not intending to be mean or dismissive. I'm just having a hard time understanding why there's no consistency, but there's all this evidence, but there's no consistency in the evidence, and everybody has a different theory. And, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty devastating to the theory on the surface that the British Empire defeated it or a giant flood of mud. I don't really see how those are even closely related, especially when, if this empire fell 200 years ago, I mean, that's roughly 200 years ago, the Brits were busy licking their wounds from the War of 1812 and from the American Revolution. So maybe that's why they lost, because they were busy focusing on the Tatarian Empire and they just didn't have enough men to take down the colonists. I I don't really understand that side of history. 
When you look at maps, though, you can find evidence of Tataria. Tataria is a real place. Again, it's a name for Asia. It's been a name for Asia or Asian countries for hundreds of years. And you can find maps that show Tatari or T-A-R-T. That's T-A-R-T like tart. A-R-I-E. Tartari. You can find maps that show Tatari as part of Asia. And you can find, uh, you know, that because that's been the name for parts of Asia for hundreds of years. In the modern day, uh, Tataria is, is still on a map. Uh, the Strait of Tatari exists between the coastline of Russia and the island of Sakhalin. So there really is a, a Strait of Tatari, and Tatari really is a place. And just in the last few hundred years, we don't really call it Tatari anymore. We're not even allowed to call it the Orient anymore. We just call it Asia. Or we call it the wonderful land of Xi Jinping. And it's not even like China. It's, it's most of Asia extending into Russia. Um, I mean, it's like it comprises, I think, everything from Russia to Asia. I've even heard to parts of the Middle East and some even say down to India. It, it, I mean, it, from, okay, again, like literally think about this. It's, it's Asia, Siberia, Turkestan, uh, Manchuria, India. Some, but some say it's, it's those things individually. Some say it's all those things. So there's, again, there's no consistency on where this is historically and geographically located. But we do know that Tataria is the name for Asia, used for hundreds of years. It's on maps because that was the name for, for Asia. So <laughs> that's why it's on a map. At least that's, that's what I found. Maybe that's part of the conspiracy. I don't know. And the Tartars were the people in Mongolia. And the Tartars go back to the, about the 8th century. Tartar were the people, and Mongolia was the state. This is, this is what I've, I've, I've researched. So Tartars really were a group of people, and to, to some extent, you know, this is still relevant in today's terms. I mean, we just don't call it the Orient. We don't really call it Tataria. We just call it Asia. And that encompasses more than China, of course. Asia is a, a large number of countries and a large you know, portion of, of, of the geographical landmass on, on this planet, on the face of the surface of this planet. So that's, that's what we find. And uh, again, I just, I, well, the first thing I thought about when I was thinking about this architecture stuff was I was like, well, didn't Donald Trump sign an executive order the promoting beautiful federal civic architecture order? And it was like, let's, let's get you know, beautiful public architecture. Now, I haven't heard the Tatarian theorists say anything about that. Maybe it's out there somewhere, but it's interesting because what it says at least to me, is that Donald Trump wants to bring back the Tatarian Empire. And it says that to me because Tatarian theorists say that this new modern architecture was only built to conceal the beauty of the old world, which again was a peaceful society that existed everywhere on the planet. But although it was a peaceful society that existed everywhere on the planet, it was destroyed, it was blown apart by either mud, and then evil people came out of this peaceful society after the mud, maybe the mud transformed them like Peter Parker when he gets bit by the spider, and they turned into evil people and they wanted to destroy the remnants of this civilization. Or the Brits destroyed Tataria, but they did it. And I don't know the chronology of this because I don't have a Tatarian history book, but, and yes, I'm being, sarc- being sarcastic. I, I don't see how the Brits defeated 
the Tatarian Empire because when they supposedly defeated them, I mean, this was like right after the American Revolution, right after the, the War of 1812. And maybe that's why they lost the American Revolution. They were fighting the Tatarians, uh-huh, right? I don't know. It just sounds like, this whole theory just sounds like a poor man's Atlantis, and it just sounds like there isn't a lot of consistency in it. Now, if you have a different idea, if you have a different theory, feel free to message me. Maybe you're a Tatarian theorist. You want to come on the show? I I mean, I couldn't find any experts on this to interview them. But if you want to come on the show and talk about this and you think you can prove this wrong, provide me with new evidence, I'd sincerely be happy to talk to you. I don't know. I just don't, don't buy it. That's my conclusion. I don't buy it. But I'm going to tell you that I do agree with the notion that there certainly was a lost, not continent, but a lost civilization, perhaps many different lost civilizations, and I think there's substantial, overwhelming evidence of that as opposed to the Tatarian Empire. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to the archive that is ad-free. Please buy a book. If you have the means, please donate to the show as well. And go to Apple, go to your podcast radio player, and like the show. Give us whatever you think is the appropriate amount of stars and comment on the show. That helps other people to hear the show. The Secret Teachings will be back. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. So we do know that Tataria is a European name for Asia, used between the 13th and 19th centuries, even into the 20th century. You can find reference to it today by some scholars in the 21st century even. Of course, if you listen to radio shows like this, you'll hear the name Tataria because it is a name that refers to most of Asia. We just don't use that name anymore. We're not even allowed to use the name Orient anymore. That's supposedly offensive, but... We know that the Tartars are an actual group of people. Tartars were the peoples in Mongolia from the 8th century onward, and Tartars were the people, Mongolia was the state, so the Tartars aren't really a political organization. They're more so a people. And so that's really important because the Tatarian Empire isn't really an empire of people um, or an empire of politics, really, like an empire. It's like just a group of people. And I think that's really important. So is the idea that uh, Tatari or the Tatarian Empire is shown on maps, yes, but that's because the region for which you see it on a map is most of most of Asia and parts of Russia. And depending on what part of the theory you hear, it's like Tataria, the empire, was in Turkestan and, and uh, Manchuria, Central Asia, all of Asia, India, you know, all over the place, and some say it was even in the United States. Because buildings in New York and buildings in Chicago, the Cobb Federal Building in Chicago, constructed in 1905, destroyed in the 1960s, replaced in the 1960s, I should say more so than destroyed. And the the, the Singer Building in Lower Manhattan, built in like 1908, destroyed in 1967, and replaced with something that was more gray, not so beautiful, not so architecturally uh, designed, just kind of a stale stale structure. This leads people to believe that these stale, black and white, gray, block on top of block buildings, which is indicative of a lot of government design, is uh, proof of the Tatarian Empire and some evil group of people wanting to erase it from history books and erase it from the surface of the earth. And I'm sure that somebody out there thinks that Executive Order 13967 Signed December 18th, 2021, the Promoting Beautiful Federal Civic Architecture Act or order from former President Donald Trump, you can look it up in the Federal Register, is meant to bring back beauty. It's meant to bring back the glory of the Tatarian Empire. 
I mean, this is a real executive order. It's meant to bring some kind of beauty, some kind of life, some kind of soul to government buildings. I don't think it has anything to do with the Tatarian Empire. But we do know one of the exports of the Tatarian people. We don't know really anything about them. We have all these different ideas. You know, they were in Central Asia. They were in India. They were in the United States. At the same time that the British were being defeated by the colonists and the French, somehow they also defeated the Tatarian Empire, which was also in the United States. That's really confusing. But then some say the Tatarian Empire wasn't defeated by the British. It was defeated by a giant disaster of mud. And this society that was global, that's why there's buildings in the U.S., was destroyed by mud, which I don't think there's any. There's no geological evidence of that at all. At all. All over the world, really? The whole world? I don't, I don't buy that at all. But let's say that it was. Let's say that a mud flood destroyed everything out of this peaceful society that was destroyed. Evil people came to power and destroyed the remnants of that society and built a new society on its ashes. That just sounds kind of strange to me. But we do know that they had a main export we know that it was tartar sauce, all right? <laughs> we know that it was tartar sauce. We do know that they, they exported large amounts of tartar sauce. Uh, you know, the you know, capers, chopped pickles, herbs, tarragon, dill, little mayonnaise. Uh, apparently, the Mongols loved this stuff, so they packaged it up. I mean, they probably... Ch- I, I, I've heard that tartar sauce was the real reason that uh, there was trade into parts of Asia. It was all about tartar sauce. And in fact, not just tartar sauce, but I mean, the Silk Road was only constructed and utilized in the way that it was because of tartar sauce. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe that, uh, that'll make it into a Reddit post or something. You know, I, I like my theories. I think tartar sauce, the main export of the Tatarian empire and the Tatarian people, Donald Trump's Executive Order 13967, promoting beautiful federal civic architecture. I think that's proof of the Tatarian Empire. I think Trump's not only a time travel, he's also a Tatarian. You know, doesn't matter if Tartars are actual Mongols, you know. Sometimes they're Russian. Sometimes they're dark-skinned. Sometimes they're white. I, nobody knows anything about the Tatarian Empire because it, there's no consistency. And as I said, it's the poor man's Atlantis. And I don't know if you caught the subtlety in tonight's show. Sometimes I think that this show is like, I either talk too fast or it's too, I'm going to sound like a complete prick if I say this, but I hope that this show isn't too intellectual and articulate. I don't mean to be so articulate in the sense that I don't want to turn people off as I don't talk in like the generalities of, of popular culture and how people talk like guys are like, bro, 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 bro. I don't know what that means. Just say, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you know, I maybe, hey, maybe, excuse me, sir. Maybe that's how they used to talk in the Tatarian Empire, you know, beauty and culture and peace rather than just bro, 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 bro. I, I don't know what that means. So I just don't respond. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know how this new language helps people to communicate. I guess it doesn't. But my, my point is, I hope the show's not too articulate because I don't, I don't want, I don't want you to miss the subtleties in the show. Like, I don't really have notes for any show I do. Sometimes I'll have a monologue. Tonight I have like a news article from Bloomberg and a few little things I scribbled down because I don't know anything about Tataria. And here's the thing. 
The Tatarian theorists don't know anything about it either because, at least in my opinion, it didn't exist. Although, yeah, it's on maps because that was what we called most of Asia for hundreds of years. I mean, that's what we called the Mongols, the Mongol Empire. That's, they, they were called Tartars or Tatarians. And you also have you know, people in Russia that are referred to the, as the, uh, the, the Tatars. So it's Russia, Asia, various parts of the Middle East. But um, I don't want this to come off as, as, as mean and dismissive and demeaning. So I started tonight's show off with looking at this incredibly objectively. And then I intended, as we proceeded through the broadcast, I've gotten a little more snarky. I've gotten a little more dismissive. But I'm getting there because I've looked at the evidence. I do things the opposite way. And maybe that makes me immature, but I don't attack people for what they say or what they believe. But once I've looked at the evidence and I can conclude certain things, then I tend to say, I don't know. I think that, you know, they exported tartar sauce. I just don't, at some point I don't buy it. So I get a little bit more, little, a uh, little crafty with my wording. So I, I hope that you, you can appreciate the subtleties in this radio show. But I, I can tell you this too. There are a lot of places around the world that are evidence of, of something magnificent in human history. And they don't really have anything to do with the Tatarian empire. I mean, Think about the Taj Mahal. And in fact, the Taj Mahal is supposed to be some of the architecture of the Tatarian Empire, which I find this interesting. The Tatarian Empire supposedly has all these you know, beautiful structures built around the world, and the way that Tatarian theorists describe them, and I'm not going to speak for every person that believes this, but a lot of them describe uh, these different architectural types like you know, Arabian art, Indian art, et cetera, et cetera. They describe it as being different in every place, not because of the different cultures, but because Tataria was such a peaceful, beautiful, artistic society with no proof. Just, it was so beautiful and artistic, they wanted to create the different regions and create the different architectures that we see all over the world. So the Taj Mahal was built by the, by the Tatarians, but no one has gone to destroy the Taj Mahal yet. The pyramids were built by the Tatarians, I'm, I'm assuming. Maybe not. I don't know. Some people, I'm sure, say that. Some people, I'm sure, say that's not true. I, the thing is, again, there's no consistency in this. But let me look at the Taj Mahal. That's a, it's beautiful. The Colosseum in Rome. Beautiful. I mean, look at, look at Machu Picchu in Peru. Machu Picchu in Peru is uh, stunning. Uh, or, you know, one of the, probably one of the more overlooked uh, wonders of the world is the ancient city of Petra in Jordan. It's in a valley, and it's literally like, it's just, it's in sandstone mountains and cliffs. It's, it's actually supposed, biblically speaking, it's supposed to, I think Moses went there and like, you know, he kicked a rock and some water came out of it, right? which I'm also under the impression, by the way, that Moses was taking some psychedelics or some hallucinogens when he talked to the burning bush and uh, when he was talking to God on the hill. I'm, I'm under that impression. But this, uh, this location called Petra in Jordan is, is, is a stunning piece of architecture and engineering. And, like, I don't know. 
I feel like if you're going to come up with a theory about an ancient civilization, which isn't so ancient, you could find better examples than than the the Singer building in New York being torn down 60 years after it was built or the Cobb Chicago Federal Building or one of the other ones was supposedly the uh, the World's Fair. That's that's one of the big ones, the 20th and or the 19th uh, and early 20th century World's Fair. They say we're Tartarian capital cities. That's right. Capital cities. And they say that the uh, these giant complexes, uh, the domes, the columns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, these were you know amplified and, and, and added to for the World's Fair in Chicago. But then the sites were uh, co-opted to teach in, uh, a false history, and uh, then they were demolished because they were they they were from that old empire they had to destroy. I, I don't really understand what that what that means personally. Once I've, I mean, I I listen to what they have to say, and then I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't think that makes sense in context with everything else. But I feel like you could look look at Petra. Type in Petra. Look at this place. P e t r a. This looks like something from some ancient advanced civilization. There, there's much more evidence to suggest that there were interlinking ancient human civilizations, and I don't even necessarily think they had anything to do with aliens. I just think humans were much more advanced, and it might not have been with iPads in the past. Look at Shitsin Itza. Look at, look at that structure. Have you ever seen that? In the Yucatan? Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico? Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's a giant pyramid, and it's very similar to the, the ziggurats, very similar to the pyramids all over the world. China, Middle East, you name it, Africa. And another one is the Great Wall of China. That's, that's a wonder of the world. And, and the funny thing is about the Great Wall of China is the Tatarian theorists say that the Great Wall of China was erected to keep the Chinese out of the Tatarian Empire. That one, whew, that one, I'm having a really hard time with, and I'm I'm having a hard time with it because they're literally just like co-opting Chinese history and saying no, it wasn't Chinese history; it was Tatarian history, which is really ironic because Tataria is literally a name that was used to describe all of Asia, including China. You see what I mean? So I don't see how the Tartars built the wall to keep out the Chinese when the Tartars themselves included Chinese people. And the funny thing, perhaps the funniest thing, is that Tartar is a name for the Mongol people. And how did the Tartian Empire build the Great Wall of China or the Great Wall of Tataria? To keep the Chinese out when the Chinese people are included in Tataria by name and in terms of geography and on maps. And the Mongols were Tatarians. So the Chinese supposedly built the wall to keep the Mongols out. But according to Tatarian theorists, the Mongols and the Chinese are both the same people, which is obviously not accurate. But they're basically the same people, or at least it describes the same region, maybe different governments, but the same region, the same territory, or part of the same territory, connected territories. So China, let's get this straight. China builds the wall to keep out the Mongols. 
But Tatarian theorists say the wall was built by the Tartars to keep the Chinese out, which is kind of the opposite. It's like the Mongols, because they're the Tatarians, they're the Tartars. Literally, historically, that's, that's, that's accurate. The Mongols are the Tartars. They built the wall to keep the Chinese out. The Chinese didn't build the wall to keep the Tartars out. But then the Tartars, or the Mongols, and the Chinese are also both under the generalized name for all of Asia, used in Europe between the 13th and 19th into the 20th century, and that was Tataria. So I'm a little bit confused about that one as well. But I, I, what do I know? I'm not a Tatarian scholar, but I do think, like, look at Machu Picchu. Look at this. This is another one that doesn't get brought up a lot. The, uh, um, I'll try to pronounce it correctly, Sacsayhuaman. And this place is uh, stunning. It's, it's very close to Cusco, uh, the old Incan capital. And it's in the Peruvian Andes. And it's just these j- jigsaw puzzle rocks just that are stacked on top of each other it's a it's a an un, it's unreal i mean there are so many of these of these structures around the world everybody thinks of egypt stonehenge you know, pyramids is stonehenge and then there's i mean the, one of the ones that also gets overlooked a lot i mean unless you're watching ancient aliens you probably see it on there is the city of the gods and, and this place it's in mexico it's 2000 plus years old Teotihuacan, Teotihuacan, and that, and I don't think I'm, it's not supposed to be walking, right? It's, um, it's, help me out here. It's Teotihuacan, Teotihuacan, something like that. I don't know. I don't speak the language, but it translates as the city of the gods. Immense, immense structures, just like Chichen Itza on the Yucatan. I mean, the, the Easter Island heads. Now you look at these things and they indicate that there was certainly a level of technology, a level of architecture, engineering, mathematics, written language, you know, communication, an understanding of, of raw materials or understanding of uh, you know, uh, erosion, atmospheric conditions, uh, the stability of the ground in terms, you know, the way that some of these things are built and just locations that don't seem like they're stable. All these different things that come together that show us that Wow, something in history is we're not we're not being told exactly what's what's present within the historical record because we don't really have probably a lot of that historical record. Like I I haven't read every history book, but the, the mainline narrative is that a lot of these places can't really be explained except some primitive people with stone tools built things that we can barely build with laser and laser cutters and computers today. So Clearly, some level of technology had to have existed in the past that was superior or at least equal to our own, and it just might not have been something that looked like modern technology. And you get some that say the Tatarian Empire, and I've explained this so many times tonight, so I, I won't do it again, but that the Tatarian Empire is, is evidenced by some architecture that was torn down in the United States or the World's Fair or, you know, whatever. When in fact, there are so many structures, so many places that you could pick out of history. I mean, pyramids are a great one. You find them all over the world, and they're all virtually the same. Many of them supposedly have connections to the stars. And rather than thinking, hmm, that's weird. Maybe there's something more to these pyramids. 
we think, no, the World's Fair was part of a capital city of a Tatarian empire, and they sold popcorn there, probably tartar sauce too. Again, if I'm giving you like a Mythbusters, I'm dropping a big old busted. I just don't buy it. I don't think that it makes any sense. I think that it's incredibly... I want to say leading, like it, it, it leads one to believe it because it's so incredible. And that's like, I don't think it's intentional, but it's like when you tell a lie, the more incredible the lie is, the more believable it is. At least, you know, psychologically speaking, that's, that's the idea, that's the theory. And I don't think that people that believe this are telling a lie to others. I think they might be telling a lie to themselves. And I think that, you know, psychology shouldn't really have a lot to, to, to do with this initially, because I think we should listen to people that have questions. I think we should listen to what people have to say. If you're questioning why a building in New York was torn down and replaced so quickly when it was such a beautiful building, when it was first built and it was, you know, uh, uh, this beautiful structure, I think the question is, is not so much as, you know, or, or I guess question and answer isn't so much like, why did that happen? Oh, it must have been a giant galactic empire that we don't have any evidence of. And it's like, well, no, things, th- things change. Like sports stadiums go up one year, and within a decade, they're torn down and they rebuild them. Cities spend billions of dollars building these structures, and then they get torn down or they get re- reconstructed just in a, in a handful of years sometimes. I mean, that to me is all the contemporary evidence I need to explain you know, the, the, the way that architecture changes. And, you know, like Trump's executive order, for example, promoting beauty in architecture rather than these stale gray boxes. You could say like, well, anybody who's promoting beautiful architecture, they're Tatarians. That doesn't even make any sense. I don't know what that means, but you could say that. It doesn't make any sense. And you could be like, well, Trump signed this order, so he's a Tatarian. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, the Great Wall is really a great example. The Chinese supposedly built it to keep out the Mongol hordes, right? But the Mongols are historically known as the Tartars. And the Tatarian theory says that the Tartars built the wall to keep out the Chinese. Maybe that's an inversion of history. The only problem is the Chinese are also of the area called Tataria. So I don't know how the Tatarians would have built a wall to keep out themselves. I mean, obviously the Chinese and the Mongols, I mean, like, historically these are... These are different groups, different cultures. But in terms of Tataria, they, they fall under the same general category and heading. And yes, you see Tataria on maps because that part of the world was called Tataria up until relatively recently. And I think then that means it boils down to this, this very basic raw material. And that is that, I mean, I, I'm not a cartographer. I don't make maps. But I guess people just don't understand maps and how names change. Like, we don't even call, call it the Orient anymore. Call it Asia, or we call it, we love Xi Jinping. We don't call it the Orient. So just because a few years ago we stopped calling it Tataria doesn't mean that some empire was destroyed and we're trying to cover it up. To me, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But then again, you know what? The way that things are, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the Tatarian Empire 
existed. And maybe uh, all the things I said tonight, all the questions I asked, all the, the logical analysis that I provided, I consider it logical. Some things were just, you know, not even logical. They were just questions. That uh, what I provided for you tonight is just what they want you to think. It, it's, it's, it's what the evil people that destroyed Tataria want you to believe. I'm open to being wrong. I just don't really see how how that really matters. Uh, that means anything or matters. I just they they just change the name of something. It doesn't mean an empire was destroyed and covered up. I do, I don't even see how you would do that. Like you'd have to literally. It's not even like erase history books. You'd have to like. I mean, they say that the Capitol building of the U.S. was built the same year as the pyramid. We don't even know how old the pyramids are, so how do we know when the U.S. Capitol building was built? The U.S. Capitol building doesn't have the kind of erosion that the pyramids do. So what is, is that fake? How if this was a global empire, was it destroyed by a natural disaster and then evil people came out of the mud? Or if it was just isolated, how did it come to the United States? If the United States wasn't the United States, much of the country wasn't, even developed, and we've seen development in, you know, hundreds of years, a couple hundred years. I mean, the state of Arizona, the Wild West out here, is, is, a, is a state that's only just over 100 years old. And you got plenty of pictures and video from decades ago, and even 100 years ago, you get pictures, you can see, like, things being constructed, things being built. How was it in the United States if at the time the Tatarian Empire was being defeated by the British, when the British were losing to some colonists and the French... Maybe that's why they lost, because they were too busy with the Tatarian Empire. I don't know. It just, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. If you want an ancient empire, Saksahuman, Easter Island, Great Pyramids of Egypt, Chichen Itza, Machu Picchu, Pumupunku, I mean, like, Nanmadal. There, there are so many examples of, of things that I think make for a much better theory. I mean, in that way, ancient aliens just is is such a better theory than the Tatarian Empire. Uh, maybe we should create, like, maybe we should have a TV show, you know, ancient Tatarian theorists. Although it wasn't so ancient, it was more kind of modern, right? The music tonight, White Bat Audio, that's White Bat Audio. I'm going to come to you as a human being tonight and ask you, if you enjoy this show... You want to hear us five nights a week. You want to explore all these unique and interesting analytical subjects with us. Please subscribe to our archive for the advertisement-free version of the show. Get access to the archive, the montages, the digital books. Yearly subscribers, because you can subscribe for a week or a month. Yearly subscribers get a free copy of one of my books. And these are big books packed with a lot of information. You can buy the books separately as well on the website. If you really can't afford to subscribe or buy a book, you can listen to the show for free. There's an archive on the website for that. It's very simple to find. So on the website, you'll see free archive. There's an embed player and there's an RSS feed. You can just copy and paste that, plug that into your application. You also get a private one when you do subscribe. So you don't have to listen to the ads that way. But if you can't afford that, you just want the free show. You want to listen. You can listen and you can download the show. Even if you're not a subscriber, you just have to put up with those advertisements. www.thesecretteachings.info Check us out on Patreon. 
And your question could be the basis for the next episode of The Secret Teachings. I want to thank all the patrons. I want to thank all of the listeners of the show. Thank you so much for supporting this broadcast five nights a week here on The Fringe, Saturday mornings on Aftermath FM. If you'd like to contact me, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Detective Trickle, Malorcus45, Gregory Bloomfield, Von Davis, Benetron Prime, Drew Santilli, Josh Loop. Thank you for being patrons and supporting the show. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast.